What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. Right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Great to have you guys in here. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Adam, I'm, I'm not a holiday guy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, what about you? Are you, are you a big holiday guy? You, you like Christmas? You like Christmas music? All that other holly jolly stuff? Uh, a little bit. Not as much as some other people. Definitely not really into the music type thing. But you know, it's good to get together with friends and stuff. And... I used to love getting gifts. I don't seem to get as many anymore. Uh, but Aww. yeah, it's okay. I, I don't need them. <laughs> and if people want to send me money, they can. I, I'm, I'll take it. I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> just, just send cash. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Just send cash. All right. Well, listen. What's that? Nothing wrong with cash. I'm There's not never anything wrong with cash. My wife thinks I'm crazy. I'm always like, she's like, well, what should we give? And I'm like, cash. That way they can just use it for whatever they want. Right. right? I, don't, I don't think you should be insulted by it. It's like, here, look, I'm not sure what to get you. Uh, I don't know what your interests are. I'm not a creative person. I don't want to spend time on this. So here, just take the money and get whatever the hell you want. You'll like it. If I buy you something, you might not like it. <laughs> you can't say you don't want to spend time on it. You got well, you you don't say that to them in your head. That's what you're thinking. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> in my head, I want to save the cash and not give out anybody any gifts. So screw that, man. It's better that's to give it. than to receive, sure. But you know what? Yeah, whoever made that up is a liar. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Whoever whoever made that phrase up did not have an Amazon wish list. Exactly. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, the holidays are, you know, to me, they're creating a big problem here for, for fantasy purposes. Um, and you know what? And it's actually going to kind of create some problems for, I think in, in, in the betting circles as well, because there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the NFL that we need daily updates for and that, that we're not going to get like, you know, I hear you that miles Gaskin got activated off the, uh, off the reserve COVID list. But I want to know what he looks like in practice. Like, I want to know if uh, if he's actually going to to shoulder the full load. Um, we know that that's what Brian Flores likes to do. But, you know, what's you know, is Gaskin going to be trustworthy to get all those carries or did COVID take a lot out of him? Like, we're not going to get that kind of information, I think, um, from anybody because everybody's going to be off sipping eggnog and and you know and and wearing stupid christmas sweaters um i don't know it's possible we get it that is a saturday game so i guess thursday friday is key obviously so we're probably more thursday uh so hopefully we get something and that's going to be a tough decision for people to make that have a gasket because he's been so good this year but Ahmed has filled in and done well as well so that it is possible they could just have them split but as you alluded to, that's not something they've done this year. They've always kind of had that back that they'll give the majority of the touches to. So, I mean, it's it's tough to kind of figure out where Gaskin is right now. But he's right around RB2, I would think. Yeah, I mean, probably, probably. But then, you know, again, we're also then let's take James Robinson, in, in, in for example. Like, I, I get it. You know, the, the Jaguars don't have any incentive to do anything, but. I mean, here's a kid. You want to talk about pride? 
thousand yards, seven touchdowns. He really wants to play. He keeps telling Marone he's ready to play, that he wants to go. Um, is Marone going to give him that, that work? What does he look like? Um, you know, in, in practices right now, or, or he's, I mean, he, they say he's not going to practice. Uh, so, you know, what are we going to see? Are we going to see something maybe on Saturday from him? Like, this is just, this is the, the problem that I always have. And this, this went down over Thanksgiving as well. You know, everybody's, you know, celebrating the holiday, doing their own thing. And nobody's paying attention to the news that we need to, to have in order to make our decisions better. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling Robinson's not going to play. So if I had him right now, I would definitely be looking for an alternative. Yeah, I already did. I already, I already picked up both Osigbo and uh, Ogumba Wale, and and I'm not happy about either one of them. I don't want to start either guy, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't want to start either guy either. But there's nothing else out there. It's a 14 team league. What am I going to do? Yeah, Losing that's a- the problem in those type of formats you just don't have many options and you're just gonna have to make like the best judgment call and trying to figure out okay who's the guy that's gonna get it done for me and you do have to kind of wait to the last minute see all the reports and then come up with the best solution it's not fun it's not a fun spot to be in but hey you're in the championship there's people that wish they were making that decision this week yeah that is true that is definitely true well so what Adam and I are going to do is we're actually we're going to go through the uh, through the games, uh, highlight a couple of things. I think we'll talk about the spread, um, but we'll try and give you as much meat as we possibly can, because tomorrow's Christmas Eve and we're not going to be uh, recording on Christmas Eve. And then obviously Christmas Day is on Friday uh, and we've got uh, a game there. So uh, we'll go through game by game and we'll see if we can't give you guys uh, some nuggets of information that are going to help you uh, dominate uh, for this week. Uh, before we go uh, and get started here, obviously, get to give a shout out to Monkey Knife Fight, our sponsor. Great sponsor to have. Great guys uh, over at Monkey Knife Fight. If you like prop games, this is the site you need to be playing on. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, let's kick it off here. Christmas Day. Again, I don't really understand why the NFL felt the need to uh, to jump in on uh, the NBA's day here. 
uh, instead of just doing Thursday night Christmas Eve football. I don't see a problem with that, but apparently somebody did. And now we got Christmas Day football, Vikings, Saints. Saints are at home. They're laying six and a half here. Drew Brees looked better in the second half of last, you know, last week's game. I feel like uh, he's got the potential of uh, of, of having himself a, a pretty good outing here against still still a relatively suspect Vikings defense. Yeah, I like the Saints in this game. I think they cover Vikings are 0-5 against the spread their last five games. Saints are really good against the run, and we know that's the strength for Minnesota. They've allowed 3.8 yards per carry. I know Philly had some success on them, but that was with Jalen Hurts, uh, running quarterback, opening up some lanes for Miles Sanders. So I think the Saints bounced back. It seemed like Breeze got some of the rust off. So I'm, I like the Saints in this game. Um, Yeah, I do like the Saints in this game also. I really do. I am, uh, you know, as much as I love Dalvin Cook, and you know me, man, I, I love Dalvin Cook. Oh, I need, I need one more big performance from Cook. <laughs> I really do, and this is like the... <laughs> This is a bad matchup. But then again, he had a bad matchup last week and he came through. That is true. That is definitely oh, just true. Give, just give me one more big performance. Find the end zone twice. Catch five passes. Even if you don't get a lot of yards, just please give me one more big performance. I don't care what you do in week 17, Dalvin. <laughs> Tough run defense to have that against, you know. Saints are uh, rock solid here. I mean, it's it's not a question of, of would you ever sit Dalvin Cook. It's just a question of what the expectations are. I think that's that's probably one of the things that I think fantasy owners kind of forget, and, and we're dealing a lot with that. Um, when they sit there and they play the matchups, and they're like, oh, well, I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook, he's going up against the Saints, terrible, you know, it's a great run defense, a terrible matchup for him. Oh, look at this, Gio Bernard, two touchdowns last week, and uh, and, and he's going up against Houston, the worst run defense in the uh, in the league. And I think, that's a, a growing problem that I'm seeing uh, in the fantasy side here. Yeah, every week is different. And it's the same thing at DFS, right? It's a new puzzle every single week. So just because something happened last week doesn't mean it's going to happen again. You have to look at the circumstances that went into that. I just think Cincinnati was fired up for that game. You could see it early on. They came out amped up. I've always said divisional games are just different. The teams know each other well. And the Bengals came out. Kind of intimidated the Steelers, big hits, and their confidence grew. And they had uh, their perfect game considering their talent. I don't see it happening again this week. I mean, Geo, I don't think you can trust them. There might be some people that are forced to use them, but what if they fall behind and they go, all right, you know what? Let's take a look at Travion Williams, which they kind of did two weeks ago when they benched Gio after the fumble and he never fumbles. So it's not like, oh, well, he's fumbled three times in the last four games. That's it. You're done. Or, you know, it wasn't a Deontay Johnson drops type situation. So that's where the trust level for me is difficult to come in with a Gio Bernard this week. Yeah, I was just using that as an example. I you know, I think that what we saw on uh, on Monday night was just a, a one shot deal. Like I just, I did not see, uh, you know, I mean, unless, unless you're telling me that, you know, what somebody in Houston is, uh, is going to fly to Cincinnati dance on their logo and, and shoot a TikTok video and then fly back for the game. I don't really see it happening. So, um, I'm not a believer in that. I just wanted to throw that example of, uh, somebody saying, Oh, well, cook's got such a terrible matchup. Blah, blah, blah. You start your studs. 
you start your Dalvin Cook. It doesn't matter who Dalvin Cook faces. It could be the best run defense. You're going to start him, and like you said, it's about expectations. Do I expect Dalvin Cook to have that 152 touchdown game this week? No. I mean, I, I want it, but you know, realistically, 80 yards, a touchdown, four or five catches, 30, 40 yards. I mean, I want more, obviously, but just I'll take it. You can't live and die by your studs. Right. Because you know, if you don't have something to to back it up, then then that's that's a huge issue. That's a problem for you. You need to have something that's gonna, you know, back it up. I mean, look at what happened last week. Devontae Adams took crap on everybody. Right. Right. I mean, he didn't do anything for his fantasy owners. And if the, if people didn't have more than just Devontae Adams on their team, then they're they're bounced from the playoffs. It happened in my home league. The guy who had Devontae Adams. I was like, how's this guy got this far? Because he had no running backs at all, man. I was like, I cannot believe he got to the semifinals with this group uh, because he had, I'm going to tell you right now, he had, he started, well, I guess last week, he got a lot of points out of his running backs actually last week, but he had Ahmed and David Johnson. But David Johnson's game was a complete outlier. David Johnson, 11 receptions. He didn't do that all year. But right. if I would have told you, oh, yeah, your two running backs are Ahmed and David Johnson, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. But he had Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. So he was kind of carried by those guys. And, you know, Adams didn't have his typical game. The running backs kind of offset it. But he started Michael Pittman and started two tight ends. So that's where he got burned. You know, if Adams had his usual – if Adams actually had 30 points, which he can do, he probably would have won. Probably would have won. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know, it's just you, you got to have some uh, some meat to that. You got to enable to uh, you got to you got to have more to your team than just the the, the one guy. Um, all right. Let's keep rolling through the games here. I, I keep getting sidetracked. I don't know why I'm getting sidetracked here. Tampa Bay. Let's go to Saturday. You know, so we're both leaning Saints here. Let's go to the Saturday games. Uh, Tampa Bay against Detroit. Tampa Bay's on the road. Uh, nine and a half point favorites here over the Lions. The Lions, who um, I don't think anybody have any coaches. So I think Matt Stafford's going to wear the headset underneath his helmet uh, and pretty much call all the plays here on his own. Uh, do you have a lean on this game here at all? Like um, Craig and I were talking about, and I just, I, I wanted to be, it was a no bet um, because I just don't want to lay those, you know, that those kind of points. Craig Mish, by the way, who I do the wager alarm live streams with. Don't want to take that for granted. Um, and I was like, it's a no bet for me. And he kept telling me that this line is just saying Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it, but I would lean the Tampa side. Uh, it's just Detroit is falling apart. Even last week, they were competitive for a bit. They didn't cover um, the Bucks. I know they look shaky last week, but uh, they have. Five of their wins are by 14 or more points. And I see, I could see this being a game where they put it together. Maybe the second half was something that, because I thought they were going to finish the season strong with the schedule they had coming out of the bye. And they obviously, the first half was brutal last week, just absolutely atrocious. Uh, but they lit it up in the second half. So if I am going to go away, I'm leaning towards Tampa and the, for them to cover the nine and a half. Where are you at with DeAndre Swift? Like, you know, I, I want him. so badly for him to do well. I'm playing him. I'm playing him too because I don't really have very many options to to sit him. 
But, I mean, my fear, obviously, is that he just gets game flowed right out of this one. Well, he's the pass catching back, so he'll be in there. I mean, is, is Stafford going to be a big check down guy? He's probably going to be forced to, I think. And if they're playing from behind, he's on the field and, you know, he's dynamic. So I'll, I'm hoping this is a game where maybe he catches five, six passes. Oh, you never know. Tampa might get off to a slow start like they did last week and keep them in the game for at least early. But yeah, it's a, look, Tampa's excellent against the run, but I still got to play Swift because he's a guy that doesn't need huge volume to come through. He can have 12 touches and find a way to score. Tough. One of the toughest run defenses in the NFL. No, I know. I mean, I'm playing them. I'm, yeah, me too. Me too. Just curious, you know, the people. there are other people listening besides me, Adam. I'm aware, I think. <laughs> All right. The, <laughs> the middle game. Uh, we're looking at uh, 49ers against the Cardinals uh, in Arizona, which is also happens to be the home stadium for the 49ers for the time being right now. So the question I have for you, Adam, is C.J. Beathard. Um, what does he do for the 49ers offense that can actually hang with, uh, with the Cardinals, uh, throw interceptions potentially. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I thought the Niners, you know, a very well coached team and they might finish strong, but I guess the injuries have caught up. Uh, I was surprised that they lost to Dallas in the fashion they did. So I'm going to have to lean Arizona here. Uh, there's just too many injuries. For the 49ers, and you know, they lost by eight to Dallas last week. They're, you know, they're one and six against the spread in their last seven games, man. Uh, and I know the Cardinals have been very up and down this year, but they need this game badly. I mean, Kittle could be back; that will help a little bit. But they're just they turn the ball over so much, man, so much. And the Cardinals have beaten bad teams, so I'm gonna take Arizona here. Now, Kittle being back or potentially being back, um, I mean, if he's back, is he he's a must start if you're in the in the the playoffs in, in your championship round here? I don't want to say must start, but the tight end landscape is pretty brutal. So if you have Kelsey and Waller, sure you're playing it over him. I don't know how you have those options unless you made a trade. <laughs> or maybe or no, you know what? Maybe someone dropped Kittle. There's no IR, and they said because I dropped them in a RT Sports Championship League because I wasn't a lock for the playoffs. I said I can't wait. I need to. I need this roster spot, and I think someone picked them up. So it's a possibility that someone has a Kittle, Kel Kelsey Waller. It's possible, not okay. from the draft. It obviously. is possible, but Kittle's not starting over Kelsey or Waller. No. We get that. But let me let me let me play a little game with you here, Adam, and I'm just going to run down uh, some tight ends and let's see. Uh, do you start Kittle over Mark Andrews? Uh, probably not. You start him over TJ Hawkinson. I think you can there. I do like Hawkinson. I think a bounce back is coming off a bad game, but uh, I think you know Kittle's going to get a ton of targets. So I think that one is debatable. Uh, and then Hunter I would start him over everyone else. You start okay. There you go. You start him over Henry, over Tunyon, yes. over Finn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Logan Thomas. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good. He's currently not in the rankings at Fantasy Alarm, but once I receive word that he will play, he'll be in there. That's the tough part. Like during the rate, you kind of have to make a judgment call when you do these rankings on Tuesday. And, you know, it's easy to just put him in. Right. Oh, no, no, no. That's 
you know, again, it's just, you know, my curiosity as far as like how much of a like, you know, I mean, obviously Kittle is, uh, you know, if if it, all things being healthy and whatever, you know, Kelsey Kittle Waller, that's uh, that's it for me now. Like it's those those are the those are the top three tight ends and everybody else is uh, is cockapoo So, um, yeah, I mean, just this first game back with Beathard, you know, you always just kind of want to know. But you say it basically it transcends the, uh, the the matchup and stuff with given the landscape of this position. For sure. Uh, the final game, uh, Miami against the Raiders on Saturday night. Um, this is kind of a, it's an interesting one for me. Um, how is Derek Carr taking first team reps at practice on a Wednesday when we were told that this groin issue that he had was severe, uh, and he was going to be out multiple weeks. Like you're telling me suddenly like somebody like, Miyagi'd his like his groin and you know rubbed their hands together, got them nice and hot, and just grabbed him by the groin, and everything's fine now. And and he's gonna play against this Miami defense like that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, it's weird. I was stunned to see that as well. So, um, I mean, clearly, if they uh, Mariota played well last week at times and ran a little bit, but. I think you would favor Miami in this game if you knew he was starting, maybe even with Carr. I mean, well, the problem is we don't know who's playing offensively for Miami. Is Devontae Parker coming back? Is Gasecki coming back? So that's the issue. But, man, Miami's been good against the spread this year. They're 11-3 and three against the spread. Miami's 11-3 and three against the spread. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Listen, I'm, you know, I looked at this game. When, when I saw that, that Carr could play, I was like, man, I was like, I, I got to take Miami and, and lay the points. I am feeling pretty damn good about that. Yeah, I think so, too. They're just a smarter team, too, better defensively. You know, Raiders had a nice run, but they're not that good. The Raiders did have a nice run, but yeah, I mean, listen, they, you know, push them against the, uh, whatchamacallit. Push them against the. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> uh, just by Miami's defense, rock solid. I'll just move on. I'll just move on. Oh wait, let me ask you here. So, if Gaskin plays, are you starting him against Ra- the Raiders? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I want to obviously try and see if I can get more information, but my guess is, if I had to figure it out, I would think that he's the lead back. I feel like he should be considered the lead back too. I feel like, I mean, from everything that you and I have talked about with Flores, uh, I mean, it's hard to deviate away from that. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, he's definitely been good. Um, and again, it's the uh, it's the whole... It's the whole Brian Flores just going with one guy, and yeah, I'm 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 with you there. All right, next game, let's go to uh, Sunday's action here. <laughs> Starts off with Cleveland against the Jets. I don't know, man. What do you think, Cleveland <laughs> against the Jets? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I'm kind of right? into Nick Chubb here this week. I don't know. Um, I mean, I like him, but not. I wouldn't play him in DFS. Uh, I, I think 
maybe the Browns do go a little bit more towards the pass, understanding the matchup here. I mean, they're not going to completely deviate from the run because play action is set up a lot of their success. But, you know, the way to beat the Jets is via the pass. So I don't think we see a huge game from Chubb this week. Yeah, I, well, you know, we kind of like, said I think, that already. I think, you'll, I think you'll see what you saw last week. Like, Nick Chubb didn't have a big game against the Giants. No, he didn't have a big game against the Giants. I just, you know what? The Jets are going to be without Quinn and Williams. And I think that's a big deal for their 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 run defense. Um, and, you know, when you look at it, I mean, Cam Akers last week, nothing great, right? I mean, it was like 15, 15 carries for 60-some-odd yards, and he had a bum ankle, right? right? And that was against the Jets. Now you're talking about Stefanski's run scheme. You're talking about Nick Chubb. You're talking about a much better offensive line. And you're talking about Quinn and Williams being out. Like that to me kind of uh kind of gives me a, a little bit of gives me a little bit of a chub, Adam. Yeah, I mean look, he's a fine play. You're starting him. I don't think this is a, a one hundred thirty rushing yard game and two touchdowns. No. I don't either, but I mean, could he could he get eighty in a touchdown? Yes. I don't consider that a big game. Considering the landscape of running backs right now, I'm not. I mean, I'm just looking for a good game. I don't. It doesn't. But need I know to be that a is a good game. game. I mean, that's not good enough for DFS at his price. No, 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 no. And not at seventy seven hundred on DraftKings. Right. That's what I'm saying. Season long, yeah. I mean, he's RB one every week, no matter what the matchup is, because he I mean, can always find the end zone twice in this offense. But I would I would take Cleveland here. I think they I can't see the Jets playing like that again. And I don't see, you know, the Rams were two for twelve on third and fourth downs, man. I mean, I don't see that happening with Cleveland. Uh so I know they didn't you know, they covered last week. Um Colt McCoy was the cornerback though, but it's not like Sam Darnold is great. I think he's better than McCoy, but yeah, I'll take the Browns here. It's a lot of points. I understand that, but I'll take the Browns. I don't think the Jets have that big game in them again. Would you play Jamison Crowder? No. I just don't want to play any Jets if I don't have to. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) I don't know, man. Eight targets last week, right? Yeah, what about the before? Falcons against the Chiefs. Let's get away from the Jets, please. All right. Falcons against the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are favored by 10 and a half. They are at home. Um, I mean, Chiefs have not covered the spread in three straight weeks, which is, uh, I is find it three to be or very I thought it was five. Did they, when did, I'm not sure, though. I didn't look. I thought, uh, whatever. Either way, they haven't been good at covering the spread lately. No, they have not. Yeah, they haven't um, covered it in their last six. Really? In their last six? Yet they have nine straight wins. (laughs) Well, I mean. (laughs) Hello, Kansas City. Um, You know, look at this one here. It's Tyreek. It's Kelsey. It's Mahomes. Um, You know, (laughs) everybody's in on Lev Bell. I don't know how you feel about Lev Bell, but picture, if you will, Adam, the Chiefs, they march down the field. You know, Mahomes is hitting guys left and right. You know, Lev Bell is getting a couple of runs in here. You see a nice little eight-yard run out of him. Oh, he catches a pass out in the flat for 14. Oh, it's real nice. This has been great. 
And then they get to the, you know, they're like first and goal at the three. And in comes Darrell Williams. Like, you know, that's happening, dude. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely possible. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You can't be all in on LaBelle this week. I mean, you feel better about him. He's probably, yeah, he's in the RB2 range. But there's still, like you said, the possibility that he doesn't get goal line looks, that we see Williams in there. So, nah, I'm definitely not all in on him. And look, Kansas City, they're past first team, man. They just haven't really committed to the run. And the Falcons are solid against the run. So, and they're bad against the pass. We saw what Brady did to them last week, torching them in the second half. And he had 390 yards passing for the game. So the way to beat the Falcons is via the pass. So, and that's a, a bad recipe when you're going up against Pat Mahomes in the passing offense. So, yeah, I mean, the way Bell has success is the way Fournette had success last week. He finds the end zone twice on one-yard carries or short carries. He's not going to get 25 touches. There's no way. So you're banking on touchdowns. But when you look at a running back in that range, you're like, okay, is the offense good? Can he score a couple touchdowns? And he can. But you're not going to get – Huge rushing yards, huge receiving yards from Lev Bell. No, I don't think you are either. And 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 to be honest with you, I mean, you know, because people, a lot of people are talking about using him in DFS, and I'm like, ah, it doesn't really, he doesn't interest me. He really doesn't interest me in DFS for again the points that you literally just made uh, about the fact that the Chiefs are just not a they're not a running team. They're just they're not and. You know, yeah, last year we saw some really just some great plays, like, you know, some some design plays to get, you know, uh, Damian Williams out in space. They just they just they're not doing that at all. They haven't looked to try and do that at all this year. Um, you know, maybe it's it's you know lack of confidence in, in Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, or whatnot. But I mean, they just they, they had zero interest in doing that. Yeah, I I think they just have not been able to get the push in the run game. And they just realize, they go, all right, you know what? Mahomes can scramble outside the pocket. He makes plays. Just put the ball in his hands. And it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Uh, On the Falcons side, you see anything fun and exciting there? Don't say Ito Smith. He's just not. No, just just Calvin Ridley if Julio's out and Russell Gage. That's it. Yeah. No love for even Hayden Hurst, huh? Nah, it's falling apart, man. Really? It's, it's so depressing, right? It bums me out. Um, all right, Chicago visiting the folks in Jacksonville. Jaguars are getting seven points here. Adam Ronis, your favorite, your favorite football player in the ultimate revenge game narrative. That's right. Not since 2016 have the Bears ever faced the Jaguars, which means Allen Robinson has never faced his old team, Adam. Are you all in? Oh, of course. I mean, (laughs) even without that, you know, he's one of the top receivers this week for sure. It's a great matchup. And, you know, he commands most of the targets in this passing game. You know, the only thing is you hope that he can get it early in case it's a blog, because if not, David Montgomery might get 40 carries. Yeah, that is true. That I is mean, true. since week 13, Jacksonville's allowed 184.3 yards rushing per game. 
what I mean, did did Matt Nagy just wake up one day and like just say to himself, "Wow, I should be running the ball more." Like, where I, I I don't understand where the turnaround came. Now, granted, they're they're facing a lot of soft run defense. Bingo, that's where it came from. He was getting, he's been getting touches most of the year. You know, he had, uh, let's see, nineteen in week two. Um, 16 week three, 17 against Tampa, 23 against Carolina on uh, October 18th, 19 against the Rams, 23 against the Saints. So they've been there. I mean, he's actually had he's had two two games recently where he's had fewer carries. He's had 11 carries in two of the last four games. So to me, it's the schedule. You know, he's got Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, and Minnesota the last four weeks. That's really what it is. And now Jacksonville. Yeah. So he couldn't <laughs> ask for it. And what's going to happen now is he's going to be overdrafted next year because of this. Yeah, probably. He is. This is what we're seeing now is Kenyon Drake factor from last year. Kenyon Drake had like four big games and went yeah. late first, early second round. Now, I do think Drake has been banged up since August. He had like a calf injury. He was walking around in a boot. And early in the year, I could I was watching. I'm like, man. He does not have that explosion to the outside. He couldn't. So I think he was hurt, played through it, and then obviously got hurt again. And we all thought, oh, here comes Chase Edmonds. Drake missed one game because they had the bye. And yeah, I'm pissed about that because I had Chase Edmonds. And I thought Chase Edmonds <laughs> – I mean, Edmonds, when he was – I know people are going to say, well, Chase Edmonds had his chance to start, didn't look good. If you watch that game, they just pounded him up the middle the whole game. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't want to run Chase Edmonds 20 times between the tackle. Right. That was, You've been using him in the passing game all year effectively, and that game they don't throw the ball to him. Kingsbury is not a good coach, man. I have not been impressed with him. It's a, it was it was literally, yeah. I mean, we've I've talked to a bunch of people about that, just complaining about Kingsbury. But that game in particular, where they just they just kept trying these inside zone runs with him that made no sense. None whatsoever. They yeah. didn't get him to the outside once. That was a that was a mind scrambler. Good good call back there, man. I oh god. Um, sorry, I'm the wild NBA game right now. Oh yeah, so, what's going on? Bucks and Celtics. I told you after three. Uh, I think halftime the Celtics were up seventeen. Bucks rallied back. Jason Tatum hits this. Fade away three off the backboard with four tenths of a second left to give Boston a two point lead. So, four tenths of a second left, they inbound the ball. Giannis goes up for an alley oop, and it looks like they're calling a foul on Tristan Thompson as time expired. So, they're reviewing it now. It would send Giannis to the line for two. He's not a great free throw shooter either. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you took this is a. Uh, we're, yeah, so they're reviewing it right now with four tenths of his. Well, essentially, the clock expired. Oh, well, no, wait, let's two. see. Did he touch it? Yeah, I mean, I think so. So they called a foul. So they're reviewing it now. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I, I had the Bucks minus four, so I need overtime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you keep us posted there. Let us know what's going on. In the meantime, let's move forward with the. Yes, uh, the Giannis is going to the free throw line. Oh. Oh, do you want to do you want to call some play by play here, Adam? Sure, and he's also on my fantasy team too. So uh, I had the second pick in this head deadly. He's got thirty four points, thirteen rebounds. He's five of six from the free throw line tonight. So 
come on, Giannis, you got to improve. That's for the reason why in Roto Leagues I didn't like him in the top three because that free throw percentage, he hits the first. Come on, man. I want overtime. Oh. This is a good game, and I and I have two guys on the Bucks on my fantasy team, Giannis and DiVincenzo. So I need this. I want some overtime. Plus, I have Milwaukee minus four. So gets to overtime. They have a shot. The second free throw is up, and he missed. Damn and Giannis, man. Come on, bro. You want to be a superstar in the NBA? You got to make that. Ah. Son of wow. a bitch, man. Wow. Ugh. Wow. You, you uh, got those free throws, man. <laughs> you do, man. You, you know, you, it's one of the top players in the NBA. You got to make those free throws. You caught a break there. You get fouled. You got to make the free throw. And it was, it was short. Hit the front of the rim. It wasn't even close. I could have done a better job, and I can't shoot. Oh, well, I'm sorry you lost the bet on that one there. That's, uh, that's, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. I agree with you, man. I mean, well, you know, Giannis would just turn around to you and be like, well, Shaq was a superstar. That dude couldn't make free throw to save his life. Yeah, um, but he was so dominant inside. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Hey, Giannis. Well, Giannis got paid, so he's like, yeah, hey, whatever. I just got my money. <laughs> oh, there it's it is. Milwaukee. But yeah, Jason Tatum, though, is uh, really a. Uh, we saw last year in the playoffs, and that was a huge shot tonight. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that dark horse MVP candidate, I think. He had 30 points tonight, seven rebounds, six of 13 from three point range, and hit the game winning shot and you know, helped him get to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, big, big uh, shot for him, big game for him. All right, back to football. Could you do me a favor, by the way, when you tweet at Giannis uh, tonight? Just, on, just take take all fantasy alarm off of the uh, off of your your. Page. You know I don't tweet at players, man. Oh come on! I know you want to. Nah, it's my fault for picking Milwaukee. I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I am kidding. I would I would kill you. I would actually come to the East Coast and kill you if I ever saw you. I'd be it. the biggest hypocrite in the world. When in the I've been world, voicing my displeasure about people doing that. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Today's interlude was sponsored by the NBA. Back to football here. Giants, Ravens. Ravens are at home. They're an 11-point favorite. Giants, you know what? Here's the funny thing is that the Giants were like one of the best teams against the spread this year until I took them last week, and then they shit the bed, and now I don't don't even want to – I don't even want to touch it. I didn't want to touch it, even though – Baltimore is playing some great, great ball right now. I don't want to touch this game. Yeah, if I'm going to pick a side, I probably will take Baltimore here. The one thing about Baltimore, it's tough to say. Do we call the Giants a bad team? Because the Baltimore usually handles bad teams. And, you know, they're 3-0 and against the spread their last three. They're averaging 228 rushing yards over the last three. I don't know. Are the Giants a bad team? Um, I guess so, right? Even though they're in contention for the NFC East, we know that's a bad division, especially if Colt McCoy is the quarterback, man. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't He do doesn't any- do anything, but you know what? I mean, even if they're well, Daniel talking Jones about Daniel Jones possibly coming back, I, you know, Jones is not a, I mean, he's not a 100%. Machine. You know, McCoy What's manages the game and, you know, whatever, but Daniel Jones will fumble, throw picks. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I would I would take Baltimore if I was forced to choose. I probably won't touch it. Okay. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, let me ask you. I mean, obviously it depends on who the quarterback is, but you know, receivers for the Giants, Sterling Shepard. I'm getting a lot of questions about him. I'm not playing anyone from the Giants. Nobody. All right. Nope. So New York football teams are out completely. Yeah, I think probably the player that I have ranked the highest of those teams, I believe, is Evan Ingram at tight end, and he's like around 12. Okay. I don't have any Jets tight end. Uh, Wayne Goldman's like 30 at running back. Like, Goldman's falling apart because now Alfred Morris is used, and Deion Lewis is in a lot on third down. So yeah. Goldman is so reliant on touchdowns. So Goldman, where we once looked at him as like, yeah, you could play him as RB2. I don't think he is anymore. And especially in this matchup where they're playing from behind, he could see less time. So, yeah. And receivers for the Giants? I don't know. Did I even? I might have put Shepard in the 40s. I don't know. Even know if I did. So, I, I don't know. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you. You had me at um, the best ranking that any Giant got was Evan Engram, who's the 13th, the 13th ranked tight end. It's a ship position. And this dude's the 13th best guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, it's week 16. There's certain offenses that you definitely want to stay away from right now. And we've seen it. I mean, the Giants offense did nothing last week. I mean, thankfully, because I went up against Goldman. And what do you have, like 2.9? That was great. <laughs> Goldman, 2.9. Brutal. All right, so stay away from Jets and Giants. Colts, Steelers in Steel City, baby. Where are we going? What are we doing? They are a point and a half home dog here. Uh, Colts defense rock solid. What are you thinking? Uh, this is a game I don't really have a strong feel for because I think it's easy to pick the Colts right now. But at some point, the Steelers are going to turn this around. And, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, you got to take the Colts. Look at the Steelers last week because everyone watched them on Monday night. Uh, I can see the Steelers turning it around and winning this game. I'm not saying they will because the Steelers have looked bad now for several weeks. But I'm probably going to stay away from this game. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I personally, like from a from a, a betting standpoint, I mean, I would probably look to take the Steelers here only because, again, when you're looking at a team that's, you know, at its worst. but you know, uh, Mish made a really good point when, when he was like, he could totally see um, the Steelers just dropping every game, you know, still getting into the playoffs at 11 and five. Uh, and then, you know, when everybody's like totally down on them, then they, they turn around the Super and they or uh, make the Super Bowl. And yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like. Oh, that's the NFL this year. So. That is the NFL this year. It's brutal. It's definitely brutal. Um, from a, a, a fantasy standpoint, uh, I mean, obviously you can't really you can't rely on a guy like James Conner. I don't like the ground game there. Um, Deontay Johnson seems like the only guy who I would really be confident in starting. Not even Juju or Claypool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the passing attack just looks so brutal right now. Ben is not playing well. There's a lot of things he's not seeing on the field. There were open receivers, and he wasn't throwing to them. Like, they 
they they illustrated it during the game. Claypool was open on a post, and instead he throws in a triple coverage. So he's just not seeing the field now. They have no rhythm. They have no running game. Deontay Johnson just gets so many targets. So, yeah, he'd be the guy. And even on the Colts side, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, you're going to play. It's not the matchup that it has been, even though Gio had a decent game against them. But, you know, the Colts are going to run the football. And we talked about it last week. Didn't I say don't be surprised if T.Y. Hilton disappoints because everyone was in on him? And let's be honest, T.Y. Hilton got lucky. Not lucky, but he had a big play late in the game. 41 yards, bro. He was sitting on three for 30 for that whole game. And then Rivers hit him down the middle late for 41 yards. Yeah. So and just I looked at him like, man, look, and I, I ranked him high because you had to play him in season long. DFS, I was like, mm, I don't know. This is a trap, man, because he destroyed the Texans throughout his career and he was on a ridiculous streak. It just had the makings of, yeah, this this might not work out. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha you on that. Um, all right. Bengals, Texans. We've already talked about how Gio Bernard is not really the guy we want. Um, we've also talked about David Johnson and whether or not we are interested in him, uh, you know, because we don't expect him to get that many passes uh, again. But your thoughts on, on, the, uh, on the rest of this game. Deshaun Watson is a must play in, uh, in DFS. Um, I don't know about a must play. There's a lot of good quarterbacks this week, but he's definitely on the list. You know, he should really shred the Bengals here. Even David Johnson's a good play. I hope I'm wrong going against them in the championship, but the Bengals are just so bad. Uh, I don't think they're again, again, going to have the same performance as last week. So, you know, Cooks, Kiki QT, I think this offense uh, is going to have a nice day. We don't even know who the quarterback is for Cincinnati. Could Allen return? Tyler Boyd's in concussion protocol. So it, it's kind of a mess on the Cincinnati side. It's a hot mess on the Cincinnati side. No interest from me at all. Um, all right. Denver against the Chargers. <laughs> this is another one. This is another one I love so much because yeah, Chargers, home favorites, never. <laughs> like as bad as Denver looks, as bad as Denver's secondary is, Somehow, some way, I could see the Chargers just really botching this one uh, and uh, and not covering the spread. I, I mean, it's it's more enticing because it's only a three point spread. I think everybody's going to be taking the Chargers on this one. It's just it, it just it always happens this way, Adam. Every time yeah, I, I look at the Chargers as a as a home favorite, they end up just botching it and not covering the spread. Oh, you can never trust the Chargers. You talk about a team that chokes and give leads away. You know, you got the Falcons in the NFC and the Chargers in the AFC. It's a divisional game, too. They played once already. Broncos won 31-30, even though the Broncos just look horrible right now. But the Chargers can, too. So, I mean, we're waiting to see if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to play. If not, you know, you can take a look at Guyton and Johnson there um, because Denver's really banged up in the secondary. And Herbert played phenomenal last week. Uh, and on the Broncos side, you know, Melvin Gordon got two touchdowns last week. I can't believe that garbage, man. Uh, <laughs> I benefited from it, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, oh, man. I, I think, did I go against them? Yeah, I did. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I looked at my home league team. I'm like, yep, uh, Melvin Gordon, that second touchdown kind of really hurt. So, 
you'll look at him because he gets most of the carries. He gets the goal line looks. And Tim Patrick, I know he's had a down game, but he's been really good. And it's the Chargers. Drew Locke just seems to have no chemistry with Jerry Judy for whatever reason. And Noah Fant's a, a good play. I do believe Noah Fant is definitely a good play. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Drew Locke, Jerry Judy thing that it's not mixing is really, I find that very odd. I really find it odd. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And you just kind of have to, you know, roll with the punches there. But, I mean, it's it's weird. I like Patrick a lot as well. Um in this uh, in this one, I, you know what? In all honesty, I like Herbert and his receivers too. I mean, yes, you know, I can't not look to to them, especially with how banged up this Broncos secondary is. So, um, Panthers, Washington football team, Washington favored by two and a half. Um, I don't know. I think the I think the Christian McCaffrey stuff is uh, kind of gone away, hasn't it? Yeah, he's doubtful. They don't expect him to play. I mean, at this point, why would you even bring him back in week 17? What's the point? I know a few weeks ago, Matt Rule's like, hey, if he's good enough to come back, he will. Our culture is for guys to play, this and that. But, I mean, really? Can you imagine you bring him back week 17 and he suffers a significant injury? I mean, you just get ripped to shreds. So, you paid this guy. I know he wants to be on the field. But if he can't play this week, just shut him down. Get him back for next year. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is for Washington. Right. Will Alex Smith return? Will Dwayne Haskins go to a strip club again? Um, <laughs> so Washington, good defense. Uh, I kind of lean Carolina, but I don't love it. Um, I mean, Carolina is. Believe that. Can, can you believe this man? Six and all against the spread and their last six on the road. Wait, wait, say that again. The Panthers are six and zero against the spread in their last six games on the road. Depending really? on what, yeah, depending on what your number was last week too. So when we do our underdog bets on alarm, we do it Thursday night. So last week I took Carolina plus eight. I think we were using Odd Shark, but on Fanduel was eight and a half, and I was trying to get fancy. Hey, can I get the eight and a half? And we were going <laughs> by. So I think it closed at eight and a half, and obviously it was an eight point game. So they did technically cover last week. Um, and it could have been even closer if Teddy Bridgewater wasn't foolish with that ball protection near the goal line. But, yeah, I mean, Carolina's been a, a pretty good team this year. I mean, they shut down Green Bay in the second half last week, man. Um, yeah, they did. That was actually that was really surprising. It was really surprising. So, um, you know, listen, I've, I've liked Carolina, you know, Mike Davis has definitely been disappointing in the yeah, last several weeks. That's been yeah. kind of a bummer. Um, but DJ Moore's really turned it around and I'm, I'm hoping <clears throat> fingers crossed here that we get back that Curtis Samuel, that was a much more intriguing play a few weeks ago, uh, before he got the COVID. Well, there's only one thing I want for Christmas. Do you know what it is? Um, is it, well, it's your GST point total win. Well, yeah, but it, it, so you're close. It correlates that Antonio Gibson to play this weekend. Oh, dude. Oh, how great would that be? I mean, he was, he, he did, uh, was a participant, limited participant in practice on Wednesday. I mean, that's a pretty good sign. I don't want to get my hopes up, but 
I am crossing my fingers that somehow he plays and is effective because I really, really need him in the GST. <laughs> like badly. Because if not, I'm probably going to have to play Christian Kirk or LaVisca Chanel. And I don't want to do that because Tyler Boyd's in concussion protocol. So I don't know if he's going to make it out. And even if he does, it's not great. So I really need Gibson to play. Um, I would love for Gibson to play. That would, you know... The only the only interesting thing there, though, how do you see that affecting the McKissick owners? I mean, it'll hurt him for sure, um, but he'll still catch some passes. It just won't be as good. And obviously, depending on Gibson's status, he's just not going to get as many touches between the tackles. I mean, what do you have, 11 carries two weeks ago? I forgot what he had last week, although Barber did score, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt McKissick a little bit, sure. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, is Terry McLaurin going to play? Yeah, he's been kind of battling this issue and mispractice, I think, for the last few weeks. So my guess is he does play it. And, you know, he's someone that I know he had the two bad games bounce back last week. Uh, he's someone that you pretty much just play. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Let's move on. Uh, oh, Rams, Seahawks. Uh, oh, Seahawks. This line has gone down already. Wait a minute. What was it in the Westgate? In the Westgate, the Seahawks, it was, uh, oh, point and a half wow, there. It's the one now on DraftKings. Now it's one on DraftKings. Oh, man, Mish and I were talking about this also. When a team is at its absolute lowest point, and let's face it, it does not get any lower than losing to the 0-14 New York Jets. All right? And now it's a divisional game. Now big things have to happen. No, Seattle hasn't been playing well either, um, but they're, I don't think they're at rock bottom like the Rams are, I think, and it just makes me want to take the Rams. I hate it. Yeah, this is probably a game, unless you have a strong feeling, you kind of stay away because it is a divisional game. It's pretty big. Uh, they faced each other once this year. Didn't see it. Didn't Rams won 23-16. Um, they were three-point favorites in that game, and they covered. Uh they played Seattle pretty well. So, yeah, I lean to the Rams. I mean, Seattle's just not look good, man. They just – it's really slowed down for them. They don't put the ball in Wilson's hands anymore. If there's any corner in the league that can not limit DK Metcalf but hang with him, it's Jalen Ramsey. He's got the size. He's athletic. And then what? Tyler Lockett? I mean, it's just – Chris Carson's not 100%. This team is just not the same, man, as they were early in the year. So, um, I mean, Seahawks lost to the Giants. Not that the, the Giants are, you know, not. <laughs> They're not the Jets. Team, but they got dominated <laughs> at home by the Giants. Like, I, I could not believe what I was watching. Like, yeah. they did nothing. Um, the only game where Seattle's looked good recently was the Jets, where they pummeled them. But... Yeah, so I lean towards the Rams here, too. Okay, cool. I'm on the same page with you. Um, Eagles-Cowboys, here we go. The question that I've got, and you know what? It's funny that these two games were talking back-to-back -back because how many times, Adam, have you already gotten the question of do I start Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson? I have Hurts ranked higher by, like, five spots, so for me it's Hurts. And look, that's something that you have to decide on your own because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't trust Hurts in the championship. He's only played two weeks. 
Russell Wilson's an established guy. Dude, Russell Wilson was 30th quarterback last week. And as we said, it's a new week. Things change. But this is not one bad week for Russell Wilson. This has been going on forever now. Like, this is a long stretch. Yeah, this is a long stretch here. I mean, he's got one passing touchdown or fewer in three of the last four. Yeah, yeah, since the Ram game. So it's the same matchup. And things can change. But he had no touchdowns and two interceptions against the Rams. And he hasn't even come close to 300 passing yards. He's been under 200 in two of his last five. So, and now you want to go against the Rams defense. Do you really think the Rams are going to come out and play like the worst thing that happened for Seattle was the Rams losing last week. That was the worst thing that happened because yeah. McVay has got to be on them all week. They're watching the film. They're embarrassed. They're definitely embarrassed because they could have seized control of everything. They get that win. They beat Seattle this week. They're in control. Instead, now they got to win this game just to get back into a tie with Seattle for the division lead. And obviously, they'd have the tiebreaker because it'd be their second win against them. But yeah, I, I, I just, and look, Wilson, would I be surprised if Russell Wilson went out there and threw 280 and four touchdowns? No, it's Russell Wilson. He right. could easily <laughs> do it. So I, that's where I see the people who have that decision like, oh, what if Russell goes out there? He easily could. It's not like, again, I'm not scared of any defense in the NFL anymore. None of them. You know, people were saying Pittsburgh. Look how that's turned out. None of these defenses I'm scared of. The Rams defense, right? We love the Rams defense against the Jets last week. Jets had to put up points. So I'm not scared of any defense. I just, this has been going on for weeks now with Russell Wilson, man. So I wouldn't, I would play Hurts over him. And But that's me personally. And I even if Wilson had the big game, I could live with it. Something I've thought about. And... Hertz has a great matchup against Dallas. He gives you the high floor because of running. Russell Wilson runs too, but not as much. I mean, he had 52 last week, minus one against the Jets, 45 the week before, 12 the week before. So he's got a decent floor, but it's not like he's looking to run as much as Hertz is right now. And the Cowboys are terrible defensively. They gave up three passing touchdowns to the 49ers last week. And I know one was on a Hail Mary, but uh, a, I, I would play Hertz over Russell Wilson, and I'd live with it. All right, beautiful. I mean, listen, I love. I, there's there's a whole lot to love about this Eagles uh, team, just for uh, for for not just uh, uh, seasonal, but for DFS as well. I was looking at, it, I was like, man, you could do an Eagles stack here with Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and you throw in Greg Ward, right? You bring back like you know either Cooper or Lamb. I mean, you can fit a ton of great shit into that lineup, including making sure that. Travis Kelsey's your your tight end. Yeah, Hurts at 7K on DK is like a really good price. Really good price. Of course, it also could be a huge trap, Adam. Of course. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, all right. Uh Tennessee Green Bay. This one here, the over-under 56. Dude, it's it's the greatest running back against the worst run defense. And the greatest passing attack against one of the worst secondaries. This one here, uh, I don't know, flip a coin, man. How's this one end? Oh, it's three and a half now. It was only three in the super contest, which kind of gave me uh, uh, some pause about looking at it. But now at three and a half here, man, I, I tell you, I might lean Titans in the points. Yeah, if I can get that half, I'd take Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, I would take Tennessee. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Me too. 
should we should we do a podcast after it? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think it's great. Um, anything uh, out of the ordinary for this game that you want to discuss, or you think it's pretty straightforward? Yeah, Tannehill, good play. Henry, good play. AJ Brown could use Corey Davis, Green Bay, Rogers. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams didn't practice Wednesday, so hopefully that means a big workload for Aaron Jones and they don't use A.J. Dillon too much. I don't remember. I saw A.J. Dillon get a couple of touches last week. I didn't see the snap count. I don't think he played a lot after Jamal Williams left, so hopefully they really lean on, lean on Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams lock in. Tunyon. I guess with this number so high, you could always take a shot on Lazarda MVS, but it's just so hit or miss. You'd have to kind of be desperate for season-long weeks. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, let's uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's wrap it up then. Uh, Monday Night Football: Buffalo against the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots have nothing to play for, but it's Belichick, so you know they're not laying down. Uh, the Bills have been playing absolutely spectacular football here, and everybody's in on on Josh Allen, and rightfully so. Patriots seven point dogs here. I mean, I'm I'm having a hard time with this one here. I kind of want to take the Patriots. The Monday Night Home Dogs have been back covering again, but man, I mean, they just they they just don't generate any offense. Yeah, I know. I kind of have the same feeling here where I'm like, oh, New England at home getting seven prime time. Yeah, let me take them. But it's like there's no like, how can you back it up? Cam Newton's playing terrible. Uh, we'll see if Damien. I haven't heard anything on Damien Harris. We'll see if he's back. They just have nothing, man. And yeah, Buffalo looks phenomenal. But I will say this. Uh, I don't remember why. Uh, Buffalo beat New England early in year 24-21. Josh Allen was 11 of 18 for 154, no touchdowns and one interception. Like, why didn't they throw the ball? They ran the ball. 14 carries, Singletary. 14 carries, Zach Moss. 10 for Josh Allen. What the hell happened in this game? <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, like, I, I don't get that. That's so the antithesis of what they do. The time of possession was even. Turnovers. One turnover for New England. This is very weird. I don't remember this game. The total yards... At New England outgained them by 10. Wow. Like, that would be Cam Newton, 11 of 18. That was Josh Allen. I don't know. That seems very weird. Like, Josh Allen would never have 18 pass attempts in a game right now. Maybe in a quarter, but for a game? So that's weird. Yeah, I lean towards New England, but I can't really give you a good reason why other than, well, it's a divisional game, home underdog. <laughs> you know, Bills have been playing great. You know, everyone's going to take the bills. It looks like an easy spot. But from an NFL statistical perspective, like, I can't give you anything on New England. Cam Newton looks terrible. Um, but I would lean towards taking the seven if I was forced to do something here. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. But it doesn't feel good. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, all right. Well, so there we go. That's... um. Damn, that's uh, our week in a nutshell right there. And uh, so, yeah, uh, holiday wishes for everybody. Adam, I, I hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas. Um, if that's your thing, I don't know, is it? Yeah, Christmas? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop by a friend's house and then see my mom. So 
you know, don't get to see my mom as much and she's by herself. So she's kind of lonely. So she gets happy when she sees me. So, you know, if I can lift her spirits, then it's a, it's a good holiday. And yeah, anyway, I'll just be at our house watching football and basketball all day. And she'll just be talking, thinking I'm listening, but I'm watching the games. (laughs) (laughs) And there it ends. Living proof that Adam's mom does not listen to this podcast. Oh, oh no, she doesn't. No, <laughs> he never would have ratted himself out like that. All I'll right, catch well, a lot of heat if she hears that. I will. I will not forward her this Please this don't. copy of it. Um, big thank you to to everybody out there for for tuning in. Of course, liking and subscribing the Annie Up podcast. Uh, wishing all of you a very happy holiday. Uh, Adam and I will be back. Uh, after the weekend, so uh, you'll catch us on uh, on Monday for our uh, our recap as we uh, count our championship rings uh, in front of all of you, because that's what we're going to do. That's going to do it for us here tonight. Again, big thank you, and uh, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.